Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast. Today, we've got a very, uh, how do I want to say, concentrated uh, podcast because we've only got the good people on today. Uh, so we're talking about looking on the bright side of life. And today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Alan and John, uh, two regulars for our regular listeners. And I do want to say thank you to everybody that's been spreading the word about the podcast. Our listenership has been increasing over the last couple of weeks. So everyone out there that's spreading the word and getting people onto this podcast, we're really thankful. And if you're new, you've come in on a great episode because today we're talking about looking on the brighter side of life. Uh, so let's start with uh, someone who is coming out of a bit of a COVID slump and must be looking on the brighter side of life as things are feeling a bit better. How you going, Alan? Oh, going well, Jazz, and yeah, you're spot on where COVID slowed me down a bit, and I'm looking forward to getting outdoors and yeah, starting a bit of exercise again, which will be well, lots of fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're excited for you, Alan. Uh, good that you're feeling better. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. And John, how are you going, mate? Well, it's a good day. I'll do, looking at the brighter side of life, it's Friday. Like things can turn to custard between now and then, but got two days off, so that's got to be good. That's it. I think that's exactly right. It's on the Friday afternoon. You're right. How can you not have to be looking on the brighter side of life? So yeah, good point, John. Already, I feel like the audience is already feeling the good vibes uh, from this uh, this yeah. podcast. Um, so we, I'm down a couple of people today. They're off. Uh, I think they've got some other things going on. Uh, but as I said, we've got the concentrated talent here. We've got a great episode. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, what are some of the benefits of looking on the bright side of life? And I might start with you, Alan, on this question. Yeah, what are some of the benefits? Um, I guess the phrase that comes to mind, Jez, is we, what we focus on is what we get. And I was talking to a friend this morning. She's down at Mwoomba. And our conversation could have been about all the devastation of people's homes being flooded. Yet what she was focusing on was how the community came together and the people that she's met and how wonderful the people are in that community, which you know, they she wouldn't have had that experience without the floods. And wow. it kind of it reminded me of something I read from oh, I can't think, Robin Sharma, actually. He talks about, do we have the victimhood language or do we have leadership language? And that's what I really noticed listening to her she was focused on the people that were leading the kitchen where she was working, you know, preparing meals for everybody. And she left all that victimhood behind, which was wonderful to see. And it really created a different story and a different experience for her. That's, uh, that's really powerful, Alan. I think learning about, you know, for people that are listening, maybe internationally, there's been a few floods in Australia very recently, especially up in Queensland where Alan is. Um, but that's a really powerful story, Alan, about people looking on the bright side of life, even in such uh, intense times. So, yeah, thank you for that. Great story. Awesome. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> yeah, no worries. And, John, what are some simple benefits of looking on the bright side of life? Well, I, I agree with what Alan said. I mean, what you look for, you find. So if you want to be negative and look for those negative things or those bad things, you're always going to find them. I mean, turn on the news, for instance. And in fact, there was a, I remember there was a newspaper in the States back in, must have been the 80s, and they decided to only print good stories and they went out of business. So people didn't want that. They, they want to hear the, you know, and that's what the tabloids run off, that you got to be better than the Joneses. But if you can put that aside, there is so much positivity out there. And look, 
bad things still happen, absolutely. But you, your outlook is positive. Um, your engagement with other people is positive. You leave people better than when you found them because you're positive and you're trying to help them improve. So I think those sorts of things are, you know, some of the benefits of, of being optimistic. People don't like being around, you know, moaners and groaners. They want to be around people that are a bit more upbeat and, you know, can do. So I think the engagement with other people is really good. Uh, and uh, I think that that really um, also is a good way to almost relook at kind of something that Alan was talking about where even a bad event happens, but if you have that positive mm. mindset, it actually can become a positive thing where you can be like, now I'm part of this community and I feel really connected. Um, yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, the classic example, the big example I'd say is Oprah. And you look at Oprah's early life where she was abused and pregnant at an early age and blah, blah, blah. And it's easy to go into that victimhood of, you know, that's terrible and that's a horrible thing. And it is a horrible thing, don't get me wrong, but it's, you know, she didn't she didn't just go into a hole and, and wither away. You know, look at all that she's achieved. And she is an extreme, but it's very true. Mm, absolutely. Um, I actually have a great uh, bit of science for us to talk about uh, with this as it results to optimism and luck, uh, as it turns out. But I'll come to that in a second. Uh, you, Alan, you reminded me a little bit um, when you're telling that story uh, of something that I saw once, and it was a very interesting take on optimism, which was someone that uh, was told that they were, I think, celiac or something. And instead of looking at it as a bad thing, they looked into what are all the things I can now eat, you know, it, they, they flipped it. So they're like, Oh, you know, I can still have this. I can still have this. I can still have this. Oh, it's all right. It's not gonna be too bad. Um, which sometimes, you know, is not the way that we perceive things. Usually it's, Oh, I've lost all this, but to flip it and make it feel like, Oh, this is actually, you know, I have all these options still available. I think is an amazing way to, uh, to look at it. Um, but I wanted to jump into this, uh, this article I was reading on psychology today about the relationship between optimism and luck. Okay. And they said um, that if you are optimistic, you will tend to think of yourself as more lucky because optimists tend to think that bad events are unlucky and are probably unlikely to repeat. Whereas they tend to think that positive events are more likely to repeat and are more generally part of um, uh, life. And so they, t and so what happens is conversely, pessimists have the opposite view where they tend to think that bad events are inevitable and likely to occur again and again and positive events are unlikely and uh sort of unlikely to reoccur and the main draw between these two things uh was that the optimists tended to feel uh sometimes more lucky and pessimists um sometimes if you are, are sort of stuck in that uh, mentality can it, it can sort of result in uh depression so uh, because you tend to not feel that good events are likely to happen again. So it can actually be a very positive thing to try and flip uh, your mentality. And I think the important thing with that is actually to jump into our next question. And that is, what are some easy ways to feel a bit better? So I've, I'm going to throw this one to you, John, to kick us off. Um, just going on what you were saying there, I mean, if you take out the positive or the negative approach, events happen and they you know they repeat themselves but again what are you looking for if you look for the negative that's what you find if you look for the positive that's what you find um ways to feel a bit better make that choice so you can choose to be down and, and unhappy 
or you can choose to be up and light. And an example I know is that um, I went through a separation a couple of years ago and, not, and one evening and I started making videos, just short videos of myself and where I was at and what was going on. And one video I made one night and it was doom and gloom, you know, how am I going to afford this? How am I going to you know, afford that? When am I going to see my kids? All this stuff. Went to bed, had a sleep, woke up the next day. Nothing had changed but my attitude. And my attitude was very much, well, screw it. Let's go forward with a positive attitude. And my outlook for the day was really good. So, you know, how do you feel a bit better? Make a choice to feel better. Make a choice to go forward with a positive attitude, to engage people with a smile on your face rather than, you know, being negative. That's a that's really also just so powerful, John. I love I love that story. Thanks for sharing. I um just wanted to say so w- with that uh, flip that you had, was it just you just literally woke up one morning and went? That's I woke it? up the next day and it was just a different. I don't know. I I just saw things differently. Maybe you know I'd had a decent night's sleep, um, and it was just I, I just woke up going well. Actually, I I can do better. So you know I made that choice to. You know, that next day was a very different day to the one before. Wow. Well, that's that's awesome. Uh, thanks for that, John. Amazing. And I think that's a great lesson for us all to take in. So th- thank you for that, John. Great story. Um, I might throw the question to Alan now. Alan, what are some easy ways to feel a bit better? Um, I like what you said before, Jez, about trying, which sort of ties into what John said there. We have to put in the effort to choose I was reading an article that a mate sent to me recently and it basically says all we have to change is our thinking. It's an inside job, not an outside job. The event, like John was saying, the events happened, it's in the past, we can't do anything about it. The only thing we can control today is how we think about it. Yeah. Um, a great lesson that Danette gave me yeah. many years ago after a, you know, what I would consider a major negative life event, she asked me, what is the gift in this event for you. And I remember in the car driving home thinking, geez, crazy. <laughs> there is no possible gift in this. Yet over time, when I changed my thinking and changed what I focused on, I started seeing the gifts. And even many years later, I often think back to that first time when Danette asked me that, I'm still finding the gifts in that event. And like mm. John said, that's a choice which ones I focus on. And I agree with you, Al. I mean, another event in my life, I had my brother killed in a car, single car accident. And we rang, we were ringing, you know, various friends and family saying, you know, he's dead. And all, all, all bar one person went, that's terrible, that's horrible. You know, my God, our thoughts are with you and all the rest of it. I had one mate who, when I spoke, when I rang him and said he's dead, he said, God, you're lucky. And I remember... I remember I was walking in the backyard with the phone and I said to him, how do you figure that? You know, that doesn't make sense. And he goes, well, you guys were very close. You had a lot of time together. You know, you shared a lot, blah, 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 blah. He said, I've got a brother and I haven't done anywhere near what you've done. So the time you had together was very valuable, was great. And I, it changed my attitude towards it that actually, you know, I'm thankful for what we had, even though it was short. You know, it, it did change my attitude. That is such a great story, John, to, you know, to focus on the things you had with your brother as opposed to 
that time coming to an end. Yeah, I still went and got drunk that night, but yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, wow. Wow. Well, uh, thanks for sharing that so much, John. That, um, again, a great story. I, I, I'm learning so much from this conversation already, and, I'm le- and I love uh, your, both your perspective. Uh, unfortunately, now we've got to add another third perspective. Oh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. It's Graham. <laughs> Graham's on. Graham's jumped in. <laughs> Graham, the pirate. <laughs> Yeah, uh, apologies for being late, folks. Uh, my workshop sort of ran over time a little bit, but uh, I am excited to be here. <laughs> That's all right. You've joined on um, on Boys Day, apparently. So we, we you must have heard we had we were starting it without you. So you've jumped on. Uh, <laughs> but it's good to have you, Graham. And uh, for those Thanks, uh, for those listening at home, definitely jump on and check out Graham's outfit today. It's looking very fancy. Uh, <laughs> um. You go. I bow tie um, is excited to be here too. The bow tie is excited. Yes, um, I, I always enjoy wearing it on the first day of um, working with a new client, just to see the reactions. <laughs> and you know, if, if we're talking about. Um, what are we talking about today, Jess? What was the question? So today we're just looking at the bright side of life. Um, oh, okay. I, well, and, this is it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, well, Graham, you've come in at a good time. We're, uh, we're just doing the question: What are some easy ways to feel a bit better? <laughs> some easy ways to feel a bit better. Let's go with the non-pharmaceutical ways. <laughs> um, yeah, let's start there. For me, and again, just personal experience, um, just deliberate gratitude. So, and sorry, being a little more specific around that, journaling. Um, Although it doesn't have to be journaling because I know journaling sort of uh, a lot of people, their eyes glaze over and roll back in their head and they start snoring. Uh, And some people just, oh, yeah, I can't do it. I'm not a writer. So you don't have to be a writer. journaling enables me to practice gratitude at the end of my journaling process every time I do it you know the last page is literally 10 things I'm grateful for so you don't have to do that Mm. when you wake up in the morning before you get out of bed before you do anything else just sort of lie there in bed and think and feel gratitude for three things in your life that you're grateful for Uh, and the things could be people they could be experiences they could be pets they could be material things it does not matter as much as just getting to that state of gratitude so that would for me that's huge just stopping to be grateful for what we have um yep Mm. and and i like that one graham because it's sort of uh what we were just talking about before was a lot of um, mentality switching. So it's not necessarily external things, but it's a lot of things where you're taking the opportunity to be like, I'm actually going to look at this in a positive way or look at the positive elements of something bad. Um, so, yeah, so I think that all ties in a little bit as well with just the gratitude being something that can also be a trigger for that, I think. Nice. If I, I And I'm just going to ask a question before, so I do apologize because mm-hmm. I've sort of interrupted the flow. Um, has Monty Python been mentioned yet? Not yet. No, yeah. I think oh, we're doing, we're doing awesome. a sing along at the end. I think, Graham. I'm I think looking it's... forward to it. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, I want to uh, thank everybody for uh, the honesty and these great stories that we've been hearing. I've got some stuff that is really not like that. Uh, I've just got some stuff that's uh, gotten me out of a funk in the past. Um, one of them, um, sometimes like, I feel like I'm, I can't do anything right. Or, you know, I'm, I'm constantly running into things where I'm just making mistakes constantly. 
Uh, one thing that I've found that can really lift uh, me up is if I go and buy a plant that's already fruiting and then I have some of that fruit, I feel like I made that happen. Even though it's already bought and it's already in a pot and it's already ready, that can be a little small positive thing where you're like, you know what? I didn't go out and buy this. It's quote unquote free. Um, and then if you're lucky, more will come from that. And that can be a positive experience. That's just one little thing that I've done before. Um, and uh, sometimes also uh, when I also get into a similar funk, I like to think about something awesome that I've done um, in the past. One time uh, recently, I hit a no look three point shot in basketball Um <laughs> Uh, and I thought back to that the other day and it gave me a smile. So, uh, you know, <laughs> um, sometimes it can be as, as dumb as that, I think. Uh, what were you looking at, Jess, if you weren't looking at the basket? Is that an appropriate question? Uh, no, I was, just, I was just seeing if I could. I, was, I just was probably there for like 20 minutes, just try to launch him up and see how it went. But I did get one of them. So nice. <laughs> um, awesome. All right. Well, we'll jump into our final question. Uh, which is, and I might start with you for this one, Graham. What are some longer-term things that can help us be more optimistic? This could also be, I also figured, I think I, I wrote this slightly weirdly, but I also was uh, wanted to say maybe some longer-term uh, benefits to generally being optimistic. So I think that um, the, the longer-term you know the, the thing i would probably look to do more of the time is focus on other people um you know sort of semi-ironically but one way of practicing um or counterintuitive might be a better label one way of practicing self-care is doing something for somebody else when we're of service to other people, it actually makes us feel, it makes them feel good, but it makes us feel good as well. Um, so, I, you know, I think engaging around the idea that we as an individual human being are such an infinitesimally small, you know, um, arrangement of energy and, and matter on a tiny planet in not even the middle of a tiny galaxy, blah, 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 you know, in just one universe of, of whatever it is. It's just, yeah, perspective, folks. I think um, <clears throat> engaging with the idea, again, that we are part of something that's a lot bigger than just us. Um, but I, I'd probably go back to spend more time um, doing something for somebody else. Oh, and sorry, what the other thing um, that I was trying to get to with uh, being a tiny part of something bigger is find things that make you feel awe. Um, because that's one thing that's, that's absolutely that guaranteed. Hurt. Sorry? As in all that hurt. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, as in, no, not as in all that hurt, or um, but as in, wow. Because one of the things, apparently, from a neuroscience perspective, one of the things that happens when we experience a deep sense of awe <laughs> is, firstly, connection with everything, and secondly, the realisation that we are really just a tiny part of something else that's so amazing, it's not funny. So, um, and it could be different things for different people, but I think, I, yeah, that was a very long-winded answer. Sorry, it's been a long day. 
that's um i'll stop now no that, that was great there was a lot i think there was a lot to take out of that um you know so that, that was great graham and i think yeah i think that finding moments of awe is a really good thing and helping others is also good we've talked about the benefits of that also in the past um that that can be reciprocal and then that can have the longer term effects as well you know um and even if it doesn't it's still nice to do something nice you know uh, so yeah so thanks for that graham awesome um john i might throw it to you so this again I'm, i apologize for how i phrase this question but what are some longer term things that can help us be more optimistic or what are some longer term effects as well of being more optimistic so longer term things that can help us remain optimistic is look at the process rather than the destination or, or look at the journey <clears throat> you know we sort of go well i need to lose weight so when i lose 10 kilos I'm going to, you know, that'll be great and I'll feel happier and benefit. So if you only lose eight kilos, you're not going to be happy. Is that how it works? Or, you know, I need to stop drinking. I need to give up the smokes. I need to do something. But enjoy the journey. As hard as it may be, enjoy the journey because everything that we, everything in life has a cycle. You know, there's the tide that goes in and then goes out. There's uh, the sun and the moon, seasons, life and death everything has a journey so thing the bad times will pass and if you can sort of change your perspective as we've talked about and look at for the positives it might pass a bit earlier but things will change so you know look at that process look at what's happening for you now don't focus on well, when i get to here then i'll be whatever it is you know i'll be happy i'll be the best person i can be because everything in between gets lost mm, that's that's really good as well john thanks for that yeah i think that is something that yeah you're right you can do so much work and feel disappointed because you didn't reach a certain goal but if you step back and look at it being able to be like yeah. i made so much progress is a really really uh, good thing so yeah i love that that's uh that's great um i might throw this one to alan now alan what are some longer-term things that can help us be more optimistic or, um, you know, long-term effects of optimism? Um, I really resonate with what John's saying there where life, it has its ups and its downs and the saying that really works well for me is good, bad, hard to say. We can't control a lot of what goes on out there. What we can control is the way we think about it. And to me, that's the journey is working on building that muscle of thinking similar to what John was saying about your physical fitness. You know, we need to work on our fitness and we need to work on the way we think about life. And like Graham was saying, you know, simple things like serving others, that led me to thinking, well, when we can think about things differently, we can serve others, that creates a completely different reality, a different world around us. It's a better place for everybody to live. Mm. And I, I like that, um, Alan, I was talking to someone recently uh, about something similar where they was, uh, I was saying, you know, I was feeling anxious for someone, they were doing something. And that person said to me, there's no point in being anxious for them because then it's two people anxious for nothing where they, what they need is you to not be anxious so they can come to you and you can then discuss and then you can be the safe place for them to, you know, alleviate that. So being, yeah, being positive and stuff can even be that effective where you can be something that, people can talk to but yeah thank you so much for that i love that one jez <laughs> yeah no worries well uh thank you all so much for being on the podcast um i want to get some final thoughts but 
I think I also realized I forgot to explain something about that lucky thing earlier. So here's, here was one thing that they, uh, the scientists tested was that they, they put um, a coin on the ground and they found that the optimists always found it and generally the pessimists didn't. And the reason was that the optimists were looking for that and they thought it was a nice thing, whereas the pessimists, it wasn't even on their radar. They were thinking about other stuff. So that's another benefit of being optimistic in a very microcosmic way. Um, but let's jump around the horn for some final thoughts. So Alan, I might start with you. What are your final thoughts on looking on the bright side of life? Um, yeah, to me, the big standout for today's conversation, Jazz, is it's, it's how we think about things. There is no good, bad, right or wrong. It's simply our interpretation of the events and like john says it's our choice yeah awesome well, i love that thanks alan john i might throw it to you what are some ben what's your final thoughts on looking on the bright side of life well as monty python said always do it you know there's a difference between rose-colored glasses and um and looking at a, po a positive have a positive view on things so you know find that difference but yes always do it Love it. Short and sweet, very simple, but very effective. Love that, John. Uh, Graham, final thoughts on looking on the bright side of life. Uh, I, I think going back to, um, and I'm, I'm really, uh, really sorry that I uh, missed the start of this um, podcast today, but I'm definitely going to watch the, the recording later just because I love my tie. It's pretty awesome. And I'm also sorry that I left my parrot in the car, folks. Uh, you're probably going to have to wait till next week for that, but it's it's on the way. I I liked what Alan was saying before about yeah, we create our reality, we create our experience on planet Earth largely through what we do with the thing between our ears. And I'll paraphrase it incorrectly, and I can't remember who said it, but um, you know, the world you look at changes when you change the way you look at the world. So we filter everything that's coming in through this thing. If we change the filter, we change our reality. It's that simple and that difficult. It was really easy. We'd already be doing it. But I think, um, you know, um, everything that, that you guys have said, it's just, um, it's a choice. I, and I love that from John, because it really is simple. It is absolutely a choice. Um, so maybe we just need to be a little bit more aware day in, day out of what choice we're making and look for opportunities to change it. Awesome. And probably for everybody out there, sorry, just because I like talking, I like the sound of my voice, for everybody else out there who has not already watched The Meaning of Life, watch it. Is it that one? Is that the right one? Because it's going to yes. be awkward if I told yes. them to watch the wrong one. <laughs> Thank no, you. It's the Meaning of Life. Uh, the Monty Python version, not anyone else's. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's the required reading for everybody that's uh, listening to this podcast. You'll better understand what's going on if you uh, watch that movie. Um, so I just wanted to thank everybody for being on today. What a great episode. I, um, I learned so much. I feel like I got to learn a little bit more about everyone on the podcast as well. So that was really, really nice. Um, I want to thank everybody that's been listening and spreading the word. Like I said at the top, we've been seeing be better numbers um, and that's always exciting. So it's good to see uh, that more people are getting involved. We love having more people on the podcast and listening to it. So it's great to build that community. So we want to thank everybody that's listening and watching. 
Um, and to everybody that was on today, I want to say thank you all so much. You've definitely helped me change my filter a little bit to look a little bit more on the bright side of life. So thank you all so much. And uh, to everybody listening, I hope they've changed your filter and have a magical week. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Al, John, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah.